be really fun to talk a little bit more about the Enneagram, what it is, why it's such a cool tool to use and to tap into. And so Blair, like why the Enneagram? What is it about it that is just has been so helpful and such a great tool to to use? Yeah, so we really focus on building that self-awareness and the Enneagram is such an amazing tool for building that. And that would realistically be like your first step. And so when you use it as building that self-awareness, it will help you transform from not only reacting to people or situations, but you'll shift into that space of responding. Mm. So your core energy is your most natural energy that you can grow and develop consciously from. And then lastly, it improves communication and relationships by helping you understand other energies and also seeing their side of the situation or their perspective too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because it's about gaining an understanding of yourself, but then also gaining an understanding of the people around you, whether it's your family relationships or friends or romantic or coworkers. That way we all can have more compassion and understanding. And I'm sure, right, like live more harmoniously with that greater understanding. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I've noticed in relationships that there are moments where I don't know, um, you know, certain traits from someone that are their pattern, or I don't, I don't realize that they have certain motivations. And so conflict can sometimes come up or upset, um, misunderstandings. And then once I apply the Enneagram lens to it, it's like, Oh, I see. They just really value like principles. And that's not something that I see in my Enneagram energy. So it's like understanding those differences brings in so much more compassion for yourself and for other people to realize that, you know, this person's not trying to hurt me. It's just that they have different values or motivations. Yeah. Like a different lens, right. Through which they see themselves and others. And so does the Enneagram, does it lay out sort of like a map or a foundation to understand your desires or your motivation or your fears? Like what does it cover? Does it cover everything? Yeah, it honestly does. Like you can um, start at a very surface level, which would be like your motivations. And then you can go so much deeper than that to like what your, your core values are as a result of having or identifying with that energy or um, what your highest potential is. Like you can bring spirituality into it. Like there's so many layers you can bring in. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, we'll dive into that with you today is like, you can really get crystal clear on what your core motivations are, your life approach. And then also to be really self-aware of what happens when you become stressed Mm -hmm. and then just building that awareness that allows you to like navigate those situations much easier. That makes so much sense. That's so cool. So how many energies are there? Yeah. So there's nine. And so basically I'll just quickly go over like what the nine types names are. And so they can be like, often they can be different based off of who you're learning them from, but realistically Mm -hmm. you're going to encounter the same themes amongst all of them. So, um, so one through nine. So the one energy is known as the idealist. Number two is the helper. Number three is the achiever. Number four is the creative and five is the intellectual. Six is the loyalist. Seven is the adventurer. Eight is the protector. 
and nine is the peacemaker. So can you be a combination of more than one or do you find that people really identify as like one out of the nine? I think when you're first starting out with the Enneagram, you tend to identify with a lot of the energies. Mm -hmm. And that's because we all have these nine energies within us just to varying degrees. Um, However, as you dive deeper into it, and as Blair was mentioning, you expand that self-awareness, you start to see um, certain energies or types pop out to you that you resonate with the most. So like as you dive into those layers of where you are when you're stressed or what your true core values are, um, it does become clear that there there is probably one that is the most instinctual um, and shows up the most in your behavior. But you'll you'll experience all of these uh, in different levels. That makes a lot of sense. This is so cool, just hearing just what all this is about. And so should we walk through figuring out what my core energy type is? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll let you guys take it away. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, so for all of your listeners, they can easily provide... Um, or use, sorry, these two questions to, to go through their process too. Awesome. Okay. I will definitely include it in the show notes. So everyone that's listening, you can go through this process too on like a little mini scale, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, um, there's definitely no pressure. Uh, we'll follow up at the end with some advice for people who are starting out, but yeah, we'll get started and we will figure out your core energy. Okay. So you can keep in mind that you use all of the approaches that Sam and I are going to be asking you about. We do use them. We use all of them in our daily life, but it's more so checking in with yourself and asking like, what's your most natural way of doing this? Mm. The first question you want to ask yourself is what's your most natural way of leading? And I'm going to give you three options. Okay. So the first one is introspective. And that means you prefer to take a mindful approach. You tend to observe what's happening and how you think or feel about it before taking action. The second one is supportive. So you prefer to contribute towards a greater goal. You tend to want guidance and input from those around you before making a decision. And the third one is assertive. So you prefer to take an active and direct approach. You tend to move at a quicker pace. You rally, inspire, and direct those around you. So funny. I can, I feel like I am a little bit of all three, but I think the third one for sure. I think that's the one that stands out the most. Cool. Awesome. So then the second question is what is your most natural way of making a decision? Um, and so you might find that you're going to see yourself in all three of these options again as well, mm-hmm. but see what pops out instinctually the most. So the first way of making a decision is through your gut. Um, So what does that mean? It means that you make decisions based on listening to your body. And you can usually get this either clear yes or no um, sensation by just tuning into the body or tuning into just like, it's like gut types just know. They're like, I just, I made that decision. I don't know where it came from, but I just know. Hmm. Um, And then the head So making decisions through your head is um, going through all of the possibilities, cycling through that in your mind, constantly thinking of the cause and effect of scenarios. Um, These people can sometimes be on the more logical end, or I've noticed this in head types, is there's this 
sense of like observation that I always feel from them, um, that they're picking up on and, um, using that kind of information, they'll logically make decisions. And then the third, um, option is making decisions through your heart. So the heart types are all about considering the other people around them and how they might feel or how um, they might perceive the decisions that you make, um, how they might be impacted is something a heart type will think about. So out of those three, does Mm -hmm. um, anything stick out to you? So funny because, again, I can totally see myself in all three, Um, but I think heart type, making a decision from the heart, Mm -hmm. I think that that resonates the most. Mm -hmm. And so taking then your answer from the first and the second question, you can kind of, um, you know, find where that intersection is on the Enneagram. So the assertive heart type is type three. Um, And I can explain a little bit about this energy and you can see if that feels like it fits or not um, and then go from there. So I also identify as a type three, so um, this will be easy for me to explain. Um, so one of the core motivations for the threes are that they want to be successful. They want to achieve something. And this isn't always from an ego place because it really depends how developed that person is. Um, Mm -hmm. so sometimes this can be, you know, success in terms of, you know, money and material items and status, but sometimes it can just be success in that they really want whatever endeavor they put their energy into to do well. Um, they put a hundred percent of their passion into things that they care about. Um, and they're always kind of hoping that there will be a good outcome. Um, so then that kind of ties into what one of the fears is for type threes. And that fear is a fear of failure. Um, so that can be really difficult for these, um, for people that identify with this energy because of how much heart they put into things. Or if you're more on the ego side, then, you know, the fear of failure in the sense that the way that you look on the outside, the way people perceive you, you know, you really care about that perception and that image that you uphold. And so the way that type threes um, or the three energy approaches life is that they naturally want to work hard to reach their goals and they want to do this quickly. So that's where that Mm -hmm. assertive energy comes in is like they want it to be fast. Like what's the most efficient, the fastest way, the easiest, best way to get to um, from A to B. And then the other um, key aspect um, when you're looking at the type three from broad strokes is their kind of stress response. So when they feel like they've failed, it can hit really hard and they end up checking out. So it's almost like going to the other end of the spectrum where when they're healthy, they want to work hard or they want to put their passion into whatever they're doing. But then on the other end, when they feel let down or they feel disappointed in themselves, then it's like they don't want to do anything. There's like Hmm. lethargy or almost you know, they can be productive still, but they're blocking out whatever was bothering them. Um, So it's difficult for them to confront those challenges sometimes. And shame can kind of piece into that too. So fascinating. There are definitely elements of that that is for sure me just putting 100% into 
everything that I do almost to a fault to the point where you're, where I am totally depleted and exhausted and, and wanting everything that I do to be successful. But I think what you said is so interesting is that success can be defined any way. It's not just material. It's not just financial success can look like impact. It can look like, um, sharing something in a way that feels authentic and real to you. And so all of that, that whole piece totally, totally resonated with me. And also this fear of failure, which has totally shown up in my life time and time again, which led into this extreme, like performance anxiety for most of my, I would say early twenties through college and law school. And so, so fascinating. It really resonates. It really, really does. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing all of that. That's amazing. Absolutely. Well, I'm happy to hear that a lot of that feels like it fits for you. And, um, I, that's one of the things that I take issue with when I sometimes read Enneagram resources is Mm -hmm. that, for example, it's like success will be, you know, a motivation for type three, but it isn't always explained that there's so many nuances, um, in every single one of those energies, there are a nuance, there's a nuance and it isn't always about this caricature that sometimes shows up in Enneagram Mm -hmm. books that explain these types. So sometimes when you're reading about type three online, you might find, Hey, this doesn't really fit because they put it into this box of what success looks like to a three. So that's where it's really helpful to reach out to people that have done a lot of research on the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. um, because then they can guide you through those kinds of layers and nuances. Curious with you, Sam, like, this would be a question for you is like, if, if, if someone who has three is their core energy, like what would be your advice to them to, to reach like those higher levels of like Mm. potential? Like what would your advice be? I love that question because this is something I've explored. Yeah. This I, it's been a journey to, um, find out as the energy three, how I can develop. And one of those things is that I've had a history too of performance anxiety, like you, Sydney, it's like, Mm -hmm. I sometimes get into this like crippling anxiety out of the fear of failing that it's like, I can't even take the first step. And so as a three, when I've been under a lot of pressure, sometimes it can kind of break me. And then I start to procrastinate or I start to like neglect things in my life. Um, and this happens, especially with relationships. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that when there's something stressful going on with a relationship, historically, I've kind of said, I don't feel like thinking about this. I'm going to pretend like nothing happened. I'm just going to erase it from my mind and, you know, work hard and shut my heart off from the people mm-hmm. in my life. And so as a three, the biggest, biggest piece of advice I can give to my fellow um, people that identify with three is open up. And this is really tough thing to do because threes have really soft hearts. They, they love so deeply and they care so deeply that they can end up shutting themselves um, off from people and, and stop sharing their heart when they feel like they're going to be made fun of, or they feel Mm -hmm. like it's going to blow up in their face or, um, that they're going to fail in that situation because they were vulnerable. But 
what I can promise you is that by sharing and learning how to cultivate that relationship with openness, especially with other people, um, you realize that you release so much of that self-criticism on yourself and you allow other people to hold you and support mm-hmm. you. So as an assertive energy, there is that kind of feeling that you have to be independent. You have to deal with things on your own, but it's just not true. And that's not sustainable for any one person. So allowing others in is what I'd highly recommend for Mm. fellow threes. I love that because it's about opening your heart and allowing yourself to lead with it, but also letting other people lead sometimes too, right? And to be there and Mm -hmm. to support you and that you're not doing everything alone because you're right when you maybe are more assertive or have a more assertive energy it leaves you sometimes feeling a little bit too independent right or a little Mm -hmm. bit too isolated or so I love the advice you shared Blair that was an awesome question I'm so (laughs) glad you asked that I think it's important to share you know what your experience is like especially once you connected with and began to understand you know your energy type um on this on this scale Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I, and I think for anybody who's, you know, looking to discover, you know, their core energy or perhaps even just their top three core energies, like my best piece of advice would be to always look at what your motivations are and not your behavior. And most of us actually aren't even aware of our motivations and that's totally okay. And that's all part of this process. And Mm -hmm. what the best thing to do is just to keep asking yourself, why until you continue to uncover more. And through that, you're going to narrow it down to maybe a few, and then you can always try them on for size. And if it happens to be exhausting to be in a certain energy, if you're trying out, say that three energy. So I um, identify most with the nine, the peacemaker. If I was in the three energy all the time, that would feel exhausting to me because I love like Mm -hmm. more like more of a steady pace and so I'd encourage people if you do have maybe two or three you're like juggling just try them on for size and then just notice how you feel when you try them on and when you're embodying that core energy and then of course if you if like any of the listeners want extra support yes totally book like a free connection call with any of us and we'd be happy to chat with them and totally offer like that unbiased opinion. And we have so much knowledge about this stuff and we'd be happy to just listen and guide them through that process too. I love that. You guys really do have so much incredible knowledge and resources at your at your fingertips. And I think it's important what you just shared, just that you can try any of the energy types that you identify with or even the ones that you don't, you know, on for size. We're constantly growing and evolving and changing. And so what you identify with now, you know, might shift, it might not, but I think it's important to share that too, because I think often we can get fixed, right, on one thing or what we identify with. And so what are some resources that people can look into, Instagram accounts, websites, I'm going to include everything in the show notes for everyone to check out, but are there any resources that you guys are just such a fan of um, that we should totally mention? Mm -hmm. Um, I love finding like really amazing accounts on Instagram. So I found a couple that I'm just, I love everything they share because they'll, they'll share about like the very simple things like fears, motivations, 
but then yeah. they'll also share stuff like gifts to buy an Enneagram three. So it's oh like, my God, I love that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the two accounts I really love is the first one is Enneagram and coffee. And the second one is your Enneagram coach. And they just, I love like just reading it and exploring not only my type, but other types too. And you just, you just learn and you expand so much. And like what you were saying too, like when you view it as this energy system as fluid, like you can tap into any of these energies at any time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Your core energy might be different, but you can expand your knowledge through just like learning new things and then just try, try it on and see how you feel. And like when that energy might best support you in certain situations or with certain people. That makes so much sense. And I can't wait to check out those two accounts. I love the concept of like buying somebody a gift based upon their core energy type or <laughs> what they align with. And Is there any resources you'd recommend, Sam? I, I don't tend to go to resources. I think because maybe it relates to being a heart type. I love having conversations <laughs> with people. Yeah. So um, talking with um, people that I know have dived in, into the Enneagram before is just my favorite thing to do, even if they don't know much about it. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's my resource is just find others that have heard of the Enneagram and explore it together. That's yeah. totally suits you. <laughs> I, yeah. I agree. I agree. I think conversation is like just everything and having the opportunity to, to share and compare and have those conversations and and learn more based on other people's experiences is just totally priceless mm -hmm. exactly guys thank you so much for sharing even more great information i'm so excited to dive in even more to this core three energy type and learn more and see what resonates and and see what doesn't and thanks for chatting a little bit more with me this was awesome thank you thanks for diving in with us it was fun. Yes. We love talking about Enneagram. So any chance we get, we take it. <laughs> I love it. I love it.